You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. You know, I, we've been a part of Awaken ourselves since we were one junior high, two services. And like meeting at a junior high gymnasium, and there were maybe 400 people in the church when basically what you have here in Salt Lake was all Awaken was. So we actually got to grow up with it. And that's been pretty fun because I, I got to grow with Awaken, and I can tell you that there are things that this house opened up for me that I, I was never going to get anywhere else. And, and you know, it's, I spent most of my life uh, split between being raised Jewish on my dad's side, which I keep it for the jokes, and then on my mom's side, <laughs> being, being Roman, Roman Catholic. And you get exposed to a lot of religion. And, and I, by the age of 13, was an atheist. I was like, none of it matters. Life's great. All those people, you know, doing their own thing. And as we all learn at some point, our perspectives are limited. When we think things are good, we're just, we're normalizing things that are not good, but we don't know any better. And, and, you know, you live the life of, oh, like, this is the life I want. And then it was around college time where I realized this isn't the life I want. I'm doing everything my way, and the way I'm convinced is working, and life's not going so well. Anyone else ever been in that type of area? And I got hungry for something. I didn't really know what exactly I, I wanted, but I had a roommate who was persistent, would invite me to church for two years, and I was just lonely, so I said, I'll follow you, whatever, and, and I got exposed to a different church that they, they brought the message of salvation, and I was like, this is so cool, and then for the next three years, my life still sucked, because there, there's something that I've realized in my time of walking through Christianity that there's, there's actually elevating revelations of what Christianity is and who Jesus is to us. See, most of us will show up because Jesus forgave our sins and that's it. You ever heard say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace? No, you're not. There's no such thing as a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You got saved. You became a new creation. It actually, it's, it's the word prototype. When you got saved, you lose your sin nature. So I was stuck at a church that was convinced you're just a sinner saved by grace. And I got my ticket punched to heaven, and now I just have more guilt. My life looks the same. I'm just more guilty about it. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you, you get exposed to, to, I finally got exposed to Awaken a couple of years later, and I saw, whoa, Jesus doesn't just forgive sins. He heals. He sets us free. And I got this revelation that Jesus isn't just the one who died for us for our sins. He's also the one by by his stripes we were healed. And, and sometimes we actually have to move beyond this place of sitting stagnant in our seats and saying, I'm glad I got Jesus, but whatever. Like, I'll just kind of do the things. And we step into this place, and, and Awaken showed this to me, where we can come into the realm of understanding. No, no, no. It goes beyond that. There's healing, and there's freedom. Has anyone ever experienced healing or freedom? Can I tell you, I experienced a lot of healing and even more freedom. Uh, those were fun days when I was getting set free. Scott Husserow knows because he was my connect leader, and uh, he can tell you more than, well, more than we all need to know. <laughs> but, but then I realized even that was limiting. You can even be sitting in this house. Have a revelation that Jesus forgave your sins. Even have a revelation that he set you free and that he heals everything that's in you and you still don't have the full revelation. 
because there is actually the ultimate revelation. And I'm going to preach to myself tonight. You guys just get to listen. Is that okay? There's, there's a verse that kind of walks us through this, this understanding. And band, I'm so sorry. You guys can take a seat. As soothing as this is, you're welcome to take a break. I uh, go play back in a few minutes. You just get so lost in it, right? Come on. But there was something that I figured out. You're right. It is weird without the music. No, you guys, I mean it. I mean it. You can sit down. Um, there was something else I figured out, that it's not just that we're saved. It's not even just that we're healed. We are actually meant to remember who we are. And the pinnacle of everything in our Christianity, the understanding of how we actually live a fruitful life, isn't just about God's works. We all know how to reach up for a miracle. But what if you understood that the miracle is you? What if you understood a couple things about who God made you to be? And I want to crack that open tonight. Is that okay? I hope that what we do is you get challenged enough to respond. Honestly, all I'm doing is just preparing your mind for what the Spirit's going to impart at the end of this. And is anyone in here feeling a little hungry for that? Yeah. Okay, let me ask you the other way. Is anyone here feeling a little anxious about that? Be honest. Any, any, anyone kind of feel a little uncomfortable in their seat? I love it because that's a sign that something's going to break for you. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. So, so the verse I want to open with is in Romans 8. And I don't know if we have that on the screen. This verse continues to wreck me. There we go, Romans 8, 14. So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God... These are the sons of God and daughters as well. You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, we also may be glorified together. So one of the things we forget is who we are before God. Pretty straightforward, right? A lot of times, you know, when we pray, do you ever feel like you go before God on your knees and say, God, please, if it's your will? Right. I want you to understand what this verse is saying, that when, when you get saved and the spirit of adoption comes inside of you, it's, it's not, pretend it's there. It'll come back. <laughs> you become adopted into the family of God. Do you realize that Jesus is your older brother? That he's not just your savior, because of what he did, you are now attached to the Father. And it talks about an inheritance. Okay? So who's, who is our Father? God. God is the king. He's, he's the one above all. What happens if you go from being a servant to a son or a daughter? What happens when you realize, well, what do you think the inheritance of a king is? You ever thought about that? See, we like to think of... God is like, he's the one we go before, and he's over there, and he's in the throne room, and we're down here. But what this verse is telling you is you became an heir. Think about this naturally. What is it about, who, who are the heirs to a king? They're children. And what do we call them? The prince and the princess. Do you, want, you have to understand that the greatest revelation Jesus came to give you was that you're royalty. You're actually royalty in heaven. That You were adopted into God's family. And there's certain things about that, that if we begin to understand Christianity through the lens of our royal identity, it changes everything. And I can tell you firsthand, this revelation, it changed the way I pray, changed the way I think, changed the breakthroughs I've had. Oh my God, I, I've had the, we've had the, we all have some of these stories. We've had the wildest ride uh, in some of our life. You know, I, I'll give you an example. Three and a half years ago, 
we had just bought a house in San Diego. We're six months into a mortgage. A month before uh, our, daughter, our first daughter was born, you know, I have all these visions of what's going to go on in my future. And God says, hey, I just want you to quit your job. So on a whim, all right, God said so. I quit my job. No plan. Stay-at-home dad for six months. Just doing the thing. And, and we come back and God speaks again. And next thing I know, I'm coming into an opportunity that's paying me double. Wow. <laughs> now, two years later, here we are. We're just doing our thing, loving life. And God speaks and opens up these doors for us to suddenly move here in an instant with miracles on house and all these different things. It's, it, and you, you look, reflect back on these things. And you realize the process by which we undergo anything in life, any trial, shift, it's shifted by your identity. Yeah. That it turns out that your expression of life, the things you experience in life, for better or worse, are whatever your identity allows. So I want to say this. The people who have the greatest breakthrough, the greatest fulfillment of heaven in their life, it's not because they prayed harder. It's not because they tried harder. It's because their identity allowed for the expression of their life to contain everything God had for them. It's the other way. If you ever feel like there's patterns in your life that you don't like, can I tell you, something in your identity is allowing that to exist. We want to go after the things. We want to say, God, pray for this. Pray for addiction. Pray for X. Pray for poverty. Pray for all these different things. Just take it away from me. And you ever feel like you get stuck? It's because those things are an expression of knowing who you are. So the cracks in your identity actually create your experience of life. And if you can figure that out, if you can figure out how to bring your identity into greater alignment with what God has for you, your life will change. And that's actually the real revelation. I could never come up here and tell you dot, 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 do A, B, C, and your life will change. All I can tell you is let's look at your identity. And the reality is, where did, where did your identity crack? How did it crack? Look at this. In, in, in Psalm 139, I want you to, to see here what was originally meant to be. In Psalm 139, 14 to 16, David's saying, I will praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they were written, the days fashioned for me, when all there was yet none of them. You need to understand that you entered this world with a perfect identity. You entered with promises. In fact, the, the message that I have today is you are royalty, but you enter this life with promises. You are the kings and queens of promise. You just don't know it yet. And so if we're willing to know it, that is what's going to unlock us today. Because the reality is when we enter into a world with pain, we experience pain throughout our life. There's trauma. There's little things. There's big things. But and somewhere along the line, we come to the place where the pain allows our identity, the choice to adjust who it is to make sense of pain or to deal with the pain and stay true. So in reality, if you want a different experience in your life, your identity must heal by dealing with the pain. Okay? And that right there, I have spent my whole life wrestling with God, saying I don't want to deal with the pain, but I choose to. And as a result, my identity has become stronger and stronger and stronger. My experience of life has inherently changed. And, and I'm telling you, the reason that we are stuck nine times out of ten 
isn't necessarily because we're waiting on God. He's waiting on us. Are you, I can't let you go to that level because your identity can't sustain it. And so I'm going to allow you to stay in a place of pain to see if you will deal with it to allow your identity to become full. Okay, are we, are we, I apologize. We just jumped off the deep end and we're like swimming in 15 foot water. Is this okay? Okay, I want to make sure. I, this is our first introduction. We're going to have to know each other for a long time. And if I scare you off, no. But I, wa- I wanted to bring this word because off of this revelation, every other revelation stems. So what is it about our identity? And trust me, we're going to spend some time at the end dealing with pain but you will be grateful for it. My entire life, all these miracles, when I said I quit my job, when I said we're getting up and moving here, do you want to know how much my identity was shook? Wow. My wife can tell you because I, I process externally. I walk around the house arguing with myself and she's like, what? why are you saying this to me? I'm like, no, 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 like, just let me do my thing. And I go <laughs> arguing with myself throughout the house because I'm wrestling with God to say, am I ready to deal with the pain? Wow. But you'll never deal with the pain unless you believe that a restored identity is available to you. So what I want to do is I want to unpack what does it mean to be a king and a queen of promise. And there's a couple things that, that I've realized we take for granted. These are things that as spirit-filled believers, we're called to do. You actually have to remember that we, we are a church of faith, Yes. Have you ever pressed in for something and God blessed it? Isn't that amazing? Did you know there's a better revelation than that? See, we we love to plant seeds on earth and let heavenly blessing come upon it that we would reap a reward. But you have to remember that you were the seed that God planted. That I prefer to start from heaven. So I'd love to go around my life saying, God, this is really the breakthrough I need. These are the things that I'm going after. But when we read in Psalm 39... That God has this individual purposes and plans for us. He actually planted us into the earth. And if I can actually go up into heaven and realize I'm not on earth planting, you know, seeds of faith that he he grows and I reap a harvest. He planted me into the earth. And my my whole role here is to fulfill the great commission. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Well, that's on us. And so the more that I can get into the sense of, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm here to be the blessing to what you're doing. That's what this is about. That's what it means to be king and, king of pro- and queen of promise. And so there's a couple of things I want to break down for you. The first thing that you get as a king and queen of promise is direct access to the king. That's it. Just think about it. You should never have another prayer again that says, oh God, I'm not worthy. Oh God, you on your throne, if you would hear me. Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants. Yeah, that's right. There's a revelation in that. That it says, boldly I approach the throne room of grace. Now, can you imagine a king back in the day? I mean, look, this was the entire story of Esther. She, if she busted into the king's throne room unwelcomed, he could just lift his scepter and kill her. And God says, boldly approach my throne. Because unlike anyone else in the king's quarters... Who do you think has the access to just go walk up, sit on, the, sit on his lap on the throne, and say, hey, Dad, yep. can I borrow the car? 
you actually have direct access to the king. He's a father. He's a savior. He's a king. You can go talk to him anytime you want. Sometimes we just have to remember, I can just boldly approach the throne room of grace. I can just go there. Um, you know, you, you inherit your father's kingdom. And kingdom contains the word dominion. Did you know that you inherit your father's dominion? Does God not have a decree? Does he not have a will? He does, right? God has plans for what he's going to do on heaven and on earth. If we're truly sons and daughters of the king and we inherit his dominion, that means we inherit his mission. That means when you see everything that's written in the gospels about your kingdom come, your will be done, or go into all the earth and make disciples, that was God's mission. And he says, it's your turn. We actually have to understand what we carry, that we carry the necessity to carry forth his mission. He's not doing his thing and we're sitting here. We actually, that's, that's some weighty, weighty things. But you don't have to do it alone. Um, the good news is your word carries weight in the kingdom, right? Jesus says, whatever you ask or declare in my name, you will have. So how do you use your words? When you go around declaring, one, do you not declare things? Do you say, oh God, thank you for giving me this and I pray that if it's your will, you know, you give me these things. Or do you go around saying, you know, it's the will of my father that this thing happened. And if he said it, and then I say it, it's like he's saying it. And we can do this. Did you realize that you can actually release the king's decree? You carry the authority to release anything that God gives you. What if you walked around instead of begging God to do something, you just called it forth, but with an understanding? Because remember, you don't want to go outside of his mission, right? Uh, you're, You're welcome to use everything that's the Father's until you abuse it. Every good parent knows, hey, I, you know, when you have a 16-year-old kid and you give him the keys to your car, you say, but if you get a ticket, I'm taking the keys back. There's still alignment which we need to do. Now, one of the cool things that we love to talk about is you get access to the throne room. Jesus said, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father, he'll give you. So there's a throne room in heaven. Would you agree? You ever pulled down a miracle? Where did that come from? The throne room. Do, Do you think... When a prince or a princess or king or queen goes up to the, to the big guy and, he, and they're like, hey, I, I really, 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 really want this. And he goes, yeah, okay, it's yours. Just go get it. Did you know you can walk into the throne room of heaven and you can pull down the things that are needed? When you're fulfilling his decree, there's actually nothing that's off limits to you. There are miracles that we've pulled down. We hear the testimonies all the time, especially in the offering messages. There are things that we can pull down that just live in the throne room. And here's what you don't understand. That throne room has so many rooms that people never touched. Because a lot of those things, like we we pull down small. God, just give me a better job. I want a nicer house. Give me a better relationship with so-and-so. If you remember that God planted you into the earth with full identity, full assignment, the things you would be reaching into the throne room to grab would be so much bigger. Why not say, in the throne room of heaven are the keys to this city? What, what if we understood that we had those keys? It's, it's interesting to try to process the throne room because it's, it's for us. We can go in there, grab a snack, you know? But there's also the things in there that I can tell you, I've seen God just look at rooms of the throne room that are gathering dust because people didn't know that they had a right to access it. 
Okay. Yeah, I know this is deep. I'm sorry. But I want, I want these things to be foundational. And the last one is you have access to the war room. 2 Corinthians 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity, the closeness of Christ. I like this one. Oh yeah, you get access to, to the war room. One of my favorite stories is we went, for a while we were on staff at the church. And we, we went to Big Bear to do our, our annual staff retreat. And I kid you not, the third floor of this hotel was haunted. No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was haunted, and the staff joking, like, jokingly talked about their, their friendly ghosts that lived up there, and they would go up there and do seances with them. Yeah, true story. So, you know, you have all the staff, and of course, Pastor Leanne says, I'm going up. So she takes a group up. The elevator, but the elevator only fits 10 people. So everyone else is like, what do we do? So I said, well, there's a stairwell. So I take, I take about 20 people to the stairwell on the other side. And I kid you not, when you touch the doorknob to the third floor, you feel fear. You feel the presence of, of these strongholds. And I said, you know what? I've got all access to the war room of heaven. Let's go, let's go, do, let's go Ghostbusters on this. And I, and I, and I open the door. I walk in and I look and two-thirds of the people aren't behind me anymore. <laughs> and these are like campus pastors, mind you. Uh, not going to call names. <laughs> but we walked through that entire floor and just knew that it was our territory. And we said, nope, this all has to go. All of this has to go. And when we met up with Leanne's group on the other side, they'd only made it 20 feet. We covered an entire hotel floor. And there, there's things that we understand in our authority. When you know who you are, that you're actually operating from the throne room, yeah. the things that you have power yeah. over. Yes. You'll never live the same way again. When you understand what you have as a king and a queen of promise, Nothing can take you out anymore. There is no reason for us to be living below every good thing in life, except that we don't know who we are. And the reason that we struggle to believe it is because it hurts. And there are things in us that I'm telling you, this is true. My life is proof that someone like me can stand up here and do the most amazing thing. I have the most amazing life. I see the most amazing miracles. I have set hundreds of people free, healed people, like done all sorts of crazy stuff. And I'm no one special. Like, I, I'm not a pastor by living. I, I work in biotech. But, <laughs> but when you know who you are, your experience of life. And I'm telling you, I'm preaching to myself because even I know I have greater revelations I have to unlock in this. And I know the only way I can do that is to face the fear, to face the pain, to dare to believe that these words are true. And as I wrestle, I know what it means when it said Jacob wrestled with God. He wrestled until God blessed him. To me, that's I wrestle 
until my identity is able to possess a greater level of truth. Okay. So tonight, as you're sitting in your chair, it's probably stirring something in you. You're probably realizing, you know, I, I want that. It just, it just seems hard. You're, you're realizing like the, the, the battles going on in your head. I actually see that there's, there's warring thoughts inside some of you. You're like, yeah, that sounds nice, but no, 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 no. I want you to understand that if you will have the faith to believe who you are, the faith for everything else comes. The breakthrough for everything else comes. So as we go into this, I want you guys to experience freedom. And some of you know the things that hurt. You know, I uh, just, mm, am I ready? That's your choice. I'm telling you, it's your choice. God will not enter, he will not go beyond your free will. If you choose to stay with a limp, he'll say, okay, in my grace, I will let you walk with a limp. But always know, there's more to you than who you think you are. So if, if you feel something on this tonight, this is an opportunity to respond. It, it, this is a night where you're going to get some help. Like I said, I was, I'm here to prepare your thoughts so that your spirit can receive. And look, the only way this works is if Holy Spirit resides in you. If, if you, you only way you get adopted is to actually take Jesus for his word. And when a spirit fills you, the spirit of adoption rises up. And there's almost like a baptism into this process. And so I got to ask two things. Is there anyone in here who, as you're hearing this, you realize I've, I, I never truly embraced all that was with me in Jesus. I didn't know. I, I didn't know, or I kind of knew, and I just haven't been doing it. If there's anyone in here and you feel like, I'm ready to go on this process. I, Jesus, I'm, I want this, and I've never really given myself to it to you. If that's you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Come on. This is profound. This, this is everything. This isn't just so you get access to good prayers and breakthroughs. This is changing who you are. So I want you guys just, let's all, let's just say this word together. Jesus, I choose to accept everything you have for me. Salvation, healing, freedom, and new life. I want to be adopted into your family. I am a king or queen of promise. Amen. Now, we're not done yet. Now, that is amazing. I want to clap. For everyone who's choosing to go on this, everyone who's choosing to go on this, and look, if that's you, and this is truly no, new, I know, I know we have some help over here, like when, when everything is done, and you want to understand a little bit more what just happened and what comes next, come talk to our friend over here when this is over, but not yet. There's one more thing we need to do. Even those of us who've been following Jesus, we realize we've yet to be baptized into the identity of a king or queen. And that only happens through the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit and a rebaptism of the Spirit. 
And I'm gonna, I'm gonna encourage you to do something brave. It might even hurt. If you know that you need the baptism of adoption, I want you just to come to the front. I want everyone who wants that, who needs that fresh, who wants that fresh baptism. I challenge you, come up, come up, come up and worship. If you know that you need this, that it's time, it's time to be baptized afresh, that you can see yourself as the king and queen of promise, I told you there would be an impartation tonight. See, I've done all I can. You're doing what you can, but now it's his turn. Now it's his turn. Come on, every eye closed. Every eye closed. And ministry team, I'm gonna have you guys ready ministry team, what we're going to do when I end the prayers, we're just going to go through and lay hands on people. We're not going to actually pray for people because God's doing the work, but we're just going to agree with you and lay hands on you. Come on, come on. And if, if there's ushers nearby, stay by me. Come on. Because there's something profound when God hits you and you just never know what's gonna happen. I just want you to be open for it. And, and we're just gonna release freshness. And so I want you just to, you don't even have to work for it. If, if you're up here laboring in prayer that God would touch you, you don't need to do that. Just be, just be ready. Just be ready, just be ready. Just, just release right now, right now. Release it, release it, release it, release it. Yeah, he knows what hurts. He knows what you walk through. He has led you on a path to still waters, but you had to go through the valley. The valley's not a mistake. The valley's not a mistake. The valley's not a mistake. You are being refined. I see you throwing with the left hand and the right hand, the spear. You are the mighty man. You are throwing with the left hand and the right. You are able to do both. You're able to do both. You've been asking God, how do I do it? But I just say right now, release. Release him right now. Release, release. Just. Just breathe. There it is. There it is. Come on. Just worship. I'm going to even get down from it. I want you guys just to worship. There's just something profound. Right now, just fill. Fresh fill. Just take it. Take it. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. Come on, thank you, God. Right now, right now, there's a restoration going on. Something that was taken from you, God's saying it's not actually gone. It's not actually gone. Hmm. There's power in your hands. There's healing in your left hand and provision in your right. There's healing in your left hand, provision in your right. Father, bless her right now. Fullness, fullness, fullness. Full, full, full. He's going to deal with some things right now. Just let him. Let him deal with it. Give it to him. I want you to just be willing. God, I trust you right now. I trust you right now. He's going to take good care of it. Thank you, God. Just a fresh and filling right now, right now. Thank you, God, right now. 
Just speak restoration, restoration. There's things that have been taken from you. There's relationships that have been taken from you. You're going to restore people who have been lost because you've been restored as a lost soul. He says, you're not lost. You're not lost. You feel like you've been wandering astray, but I've been leading you to me the whole time. The path looked like it took you to the left when you wanted to go right, and it took you down when you wanted to go up. But he said, I have always been guiding your next step. Your next step has always been secure. Thank you, God. Fill her right now. Fill her right now. Fill her right now. There's fresh restoration, Father. Fill her. Fill her. He just says, just, I believe. before you right now to receive to receive the baptism into who they are and that as they bring to you the things that have been holding them back they give it to you right now father i release it i release your spirit father identity is restored pain is overcome you have been on the path and today you are born new there is freshness over you Continue to worship. Continue to worship. Continue to worship. Let it happen. Let it flow. Let it Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.